Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back to the show. Julian DeStoot sitting in for Andy Ma for the last half an hour. He's taken the top off and he's decided to throw some tin around in the background uh, behind uh, Andrew Gaze, of course. It's Melbourne Storm Membership Day. Unlock your 2023 membership with Melbourne Storm today. All the action with a Melbourne Storm membership. Join today. Gazy, we're going to talk medicinal cannabis. It's Medicinal Cannabis Awareness Week, so Feb 20 to 24. For more information or to book an appointment, Head to www.drjs.com.au. And we know probably most famously Lauren Jackson has been a big beneficiary of, of medicinal cannabis. It, it got it back on the court uh, successfully. And the man that treated her and treated Jonathan Brown, Damien Hardwick, and a whole host of people from all ages and backgrounds is Dr. James Stewart, Australia's leading cannabinoid and plant medicine specialist. And he joins us this afternoon. Uh, Dr. Stewart, thanks for your time. G'day, guys. Thanks for having me. First of all, what, what's, what's sort of the message uh, you're trying to get out there this week as part of uh, Medicinal Cannabis Awareness Week? So the message we're trying to get out there is just to let people know that this is an option now out there uh, for people that are not getting the benefit they were hoping for from their traditional medicines from their GP or specialist or who are getting unwanted side effects. People can access uh, plant medicine and medicinal cannabis through their GP or through certain prescribers. And it's, a, it's another alternative to, to, to see if they can get some more benefit from, from these products. Before I hey, throw... Doc, oh, no, go, Gacy. Go. Hey, hey Doc, uh, well, the thing about it is when you, you think of uh, marijuana and, I'm, you know, and, and the uh, th- things associated with that, is that uh, we think of it more of, a, of a, a social type drug. What's the science behind what it can do? for athletes in particular who are going through some difficulties dealing with pain or or even just inflammation or the other stuff that goes along with being an elite athlete? So that is a good question. That's exactly what this week is about, to actually sort of um, make people aware and educate them about the difference between the sort of the recreational street stuff and the medicinal stuff and how it works. So in in a quick summary, in cannabis, because it's a plant, it's hundreds of molecules all working together to give some benefit. And all these molecules do different things. But the main two active ones are THC and CBD. And they both uh-huh. do different things. THC is the molecule that at a high dose and will make you stoned. That's the one that's in the one that people smoke um, right. and do recreationally and that kind of thing. So that actually, THC does have uh, medicinal uh, benefits because it can be used to help people sleep. It also can be used for reducing PTSD symptoms with vivid dreams and stuff like that. It suppresses those things. So THC can be used that way. The main one we actually use, though, is CBD, which stands for cannabidiol. Now, it's the non-psychotropic molecule in cannabis, and it can be used as an anti-inflammatory or also helps with anti-anxiety. So this is where um, patients like Lauren Jackson and Damien Hardwick, who just aren't getting the response from no traditional anti-inflammatories or they can't take them anymore because their stomach is just screwed from taking them for so long, we can then introduce some, some CBD. And as you've seen by Lauren's amazing comeback last year, which I think was probably the ho- highlighting sport, uh, that, that final game she, she played to get yeah. to, to win the bronze medal, that was the highlight for me for sport last year. And 
you know, that just shows that, you know, that this can, this can be used. And what, what Lauren always says was that it didn't, it didn't necessarily get rid of the pain, but what it did allow her to do was to put consecutive days training together, which then allowed her to become strong, get her fitness back up and get her back onto the court. So that's how she used it, because prior she couldn't take any inflammatories and her knees and feet would just blow up after each training session. So... Gazy, mate, if you've got any uh, any aches and pains yeah, around well, there, mate, we'll, we'll get you back out on the court. No, absolutely. <laughs> and I've heard a lot about it and, and nothing but really positive things. Uh, but yeah. I remember a while ago, and I don't know if it's still the case, if you actually smoke it, uh, I yeah. believe it was part of the banned substance. Is it still a banned substance by many sports and water? How is it treated? Yeah. If, and, and is this version of it still something that you need to be cautious of or have to notify the authorities? How does that all work? Yeah, so, so first of all, the, with, with the smoking, the, that, that's one way you can, you can use is to inhale it. So it comes in as in the buds, the old school buds that you chop up and you, you have in a dry herb vaporiser, not, a, not an old school bong or a joint, but as a dry herb right. vaporiser, a much healthier way to do it. Um, but that's only one way of doing it. The other way, and most way people do it, is an oil that you pop under your tongue or can be done as capsules. So it's not all about smoking. Um, I didn't. I didn't have LJ, you know, ripping cones at half time no, on the, the court. Kind of thing. <laughs> um, but but the, the substance that they look for, that WADA and everyone looks for, is THC, um, which is really stupid because anyone that's ever had THC, it's hardly a performance-enhancing molecule unless you're doing gaming or some shooting or something where you've got to be nice and calm. It doesn't really enhance your uh, enhance your activity level. Mm. But that, that's, that's for some reason, that's the molecule they were looking for. That's because it was an illegal substance, not because it was performance enhancing. Um, that's the one they look for. So we can use straight CBD products that have no THC and therefore they would be totally safe for anyone to use, professional, amateur, whatever. The product that I had, uh, Lauren, on it had a little bit of um, THC in it. And the reason behind that was that there's evidence to show with plant medicine, if you leave everything intact and you leave all the molecules together, you'll get what's called the entourage effect and you'll get a little bit of a better benefit. So Lauren was getting great response from this one put up by Levin Health, which is a sport activated, you know, a sport medicinal cannabis company. And so I didn't want to change that. So what I then did was submitted a, a TUE um, mm-hmm. to, to the, the Tawada or Asada. And after sort of months of going back and forward, we, we got it through for her. So she was then able to uh, continue using that product and um, yeah, right. do what she did at the World Cup. Speaking to Dr. James Stewart as part of Medicinal Cannabis Awareness Week, which is on this week, February 20 to 24. For more information or to book an appointment, head to www.drjs.com.au. Damien Harwick's going to join us on the show tomorrow to talk about his experience uh, with medicinal cannabis, which he uses for for chronic back pain. Uh, Dr. Stewart, apart from managing pain, what else has medicinal cannabis been used to, to treat successfully? So many conditions that I, I, uh, people come and see me, me for is anxiety, sleep, and pain would be the main ones. So, you know, essentially I'm, I, I'm, still, I'm still a GP. I'm still doing things I do as a GP. But instead of going to my, the pharmaceutical bag and handing out these, um, you know, these pills and things like that that often do come with side effects um, and, you know, you sometimes need a second pill to take because of that one, I then go to the, the plant medicine, the cannabis bag to help these people. Um, and yes, they do. There can be side effects, and it's not for everyone. Um, but it's just like we said, it's just another another thing to try if what they're currently using isn't successful. So yeah, the main things are pain and inflam- inflammatory pain in particular responds really well. So arthritis, uh, things like fibromyalgia. Um, if you've still got aches and pains from COVID, long COVID, things like that, it may be able to assist with those things. 
There's some good studies coming out to say that it can. Not always. It's not you know, in the gold elixir that everyone thinks it might be. But, um, yeah, pain, anxiety and sleep. Mm. Hey, Doc, uh, one of the things that uh, I guess is something that I believe also has to be managed is when you take this stuff, my understanding is if you've taken it and then you uh, get behind the wheel of the car, you are technically driving illegally. And there, is there some time frame? Is there some policy? How do you monitor someone that's on this drug so that uh, they're not going to get put, obviously, first and foremost, put mm-hmm. lives at risk? And secondly, how do they um, monitor it so they can actually use it and still drive? Yeah, so, so this, all, this all relates to THC again, so the THC molecule. So remembering that most of the time I'll be prescribing uh, CBD for most of these things, unless usually for night time for sleep, that's when I introduce a little bit of THC. Now, as long as someone is just having a little bit of oil prior to bed under their tongue, then generally that is going to be out of their saliva and not active eight hours after they take that. So in the morning, brush your teeth, tongue a bit of a scrub, Mm. you're not going to be intoxicated at all. Um, and most likely you're not going to have any any THC in your saliva. Now, after, eight hour, after eight hours, yeah. you're saying? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Now, I mm. am 99% confident that that is the case. Unfortunately, I can't give 100% guarantee, but gee, it's, it's, it's only a small amount, and it'll metabolise out of the, the saliva. The problem is, though, that police only have a way of determining yes or no. They don't have a way of detect, detecting uh, impairment or the degree, the level of how much you've got on board. So right. with cannabis, it, 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 it doesn't say... So if it's in your saliva, they deem it's active and therefore you've had high-strength THC in the last eight hours, therefore you're probably stoned and shouldn't be driving. That's right. fair enough. But what they don't understand is that you can have a small amount of THC if you have before and be totally fine, especially if you have CBD with THC. CBD will counteract the sedating and stone effects of THC. So that's what I do for my patients, my nursing home patients that need some THC on board for a bit of anti-nausea or a bit of added pain relief so they're not in their bed stoned all day. I load them up with CBD as well and they can still function mm. fine. So it's, it's, really, it's a really grey area driving thing and it's something that really does um, need to be addressed. Tasmania, you can drive with THC in your system, um, but hopefully something will come along soon where people are allowed to to drive with a small amount of THC in their system. But what we can do, if someone is really worried about that, then come and see us and we can prescribe a CBD product with no THC and you'll still right. get benefit. Um, you just therefore don't have the risk of any THC in the system. Doctor, just one off our 40 Winks temper text here. Someone asking, can it help with migraines? And also, what about with things like uh, post-traumatic stress disorder and, and depression? Can, can it be useful for conditions like that as well? Yeah, certainly. So, so, a lot, so what, I, what I'm going to say is all sort of anecdotal because there's, there's not um, these huge big studies haven't been done yet because those big studies are done by pharmaceutical companies that stand to make some money out of the product. Now, pharmaceutical companies, they are single molecule agents, so they're just one molecule that does one thing. Plant medicine is hundreds of molecules, so the pharmaceutical companies can't really get their hands on hundreds of molecules, so they're not paying to have these big studies done. But what I would say is off the sort of... 2,000, nearly 3,000 patients that I've had, yes, with, with migraines and things like that, it, it can have some benefit. With some CBD, um, we get that on board. I've had a few patients that have, you know, they were at their wit's end with migraines. They were getting Botox injections all the time, you know, 60 at once in their head to try and stop these migraines. And then we start them on some CBD and it usually has some, some good results. There's all levels of the spectrum. Some people just get a dulling of the headache. Some people, they completely go away. 
and then there are a few people that don't get any benefit. The mm. thing with cannabis is that it generally doesn't make anything worse, especially CBD. So usually it's it's worthwhile having a bit of a crack if you if you've tried everything else. Um, what was the yep. other one? It was depression. And uh, uh, post-traumatic stress syndrome or disorder. Post-traumatic stress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So post-traumatic stress. So I've got a lot of veterans uh, on my books, um, war veterans and that kind of thing. And so you, what, what people with PTSD suffer from is they get a lot of flashbacks and things like that. So, you know, close their eyes, see their friends being shot, you know, this type of thing. And that makes sleep very difficult. With a bit of THC on board, the molecule that, you know, makes you stoned or relaxes you, at the right dose, we don't get you stoned, but we just help you sleep. And it sort of does the opposite of what people think. It actually suppresses your dreams and you don't have these vivid dreams. You actually don't dream at all. Um, and so in that way, yes, THC can potentially mm. help with PTSD. And then with depression, mm. yeah, that would be looking at some, some CBD. And that does have a similar mechanism of elevating serotonin which then circulates around longer and elevates our mood. So, mm. you know, again, guys, it, 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 there, are, there are side effects and it's not very, but it is definitely a really good option to, to think of. Mm. Um, and now it's becoming, yeah, more easily accessible. And the price is coming down slowly. It still is a bit pricey and it's not on the PBS, but on average I've worked out it costs my patients between about $0.50 and about $4 a day to be on a product. Um, and we'll always find you the, the, the best deal around. You know, um, myself, I'm not locked into any company, so we can always find you the best the best mm. deal out there. So, can, yeah, can it be subsidized? Like with the like medicine, can it be? Is it subsidised at all? No, unfortunately not. Some companies will offer a um, a discount for pensioners, people on the healthcare card, and that kind of thing. Mm. Um, but it's not on the PBS yet, and I, and I think we're going to be a fair way off because they want some pretty hard and fast, you know, pretty significant figures and statistics and that kind of thing, which, you know, there are companies like Levin and a few other ones that are putting their money yep. into research and that kind of thing that we need. Um, but until that comes along, then, you know, unfortunately, I think it's going to be going to be where it is. Just one more before I let you go, uh, Doctor. Uh, just uh, got you know, some good uh, feedback coming through one here saying... Um, I played footy and it certainly all cleared up my severe ankle tendonitis. Uh, he's over 50-year-old, this uh, gentleman that texts that through. Just a, one uh, from a woman's point of view. Can you take it if you're breastfeeding? So THC, no. Um, def- definitely not. Um, the advice we give around CBD is generally we say no, but that's only because the studies haven't been done to completely rule out if it's, if it's teratogenic, if, you know, if it's going to cause the, anything to go wrong. Personally, I, you know, I think that CBD would be, would be fine, but I, I, always, I don't, still don't prescribe it because there's just not, not enough uh, studies out there to, to say yes or no. So I just err on the side of caution and, and I won't prescribe it. Um, but, you know, you have to weigh up the pros versus the cons. If someone's anxiety is through the roof when they're breastfeeding and they can't take any depressants but some CBD is helping them with their mental health, then mum's mental health is 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 very important. Um, so in that sense, then you know the the the, the pros definitely outweigh the cons there. Doctor James Stewart, uh, thanks so much uh, for giving us thanks all that so information uh, this afternoon, and uh, let's hope the message gets out there very successfully during Medicinal Cannabis Awareness Week. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks, guys, and to make a booking, head to my website herbalhealthclinics.com or find me on socials. Thanks. Good awesome, man. Dr. James Stewart, as we say. For more information or to book an appointment, head to www.drjs.com.au. Gazy, where's the time gone?